This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Most Tuesdays are just Tuesdays, except at Buffalo Wild Wings, where Tuesdays are Wing Tuesdays. But now even Wing Tuesdays aren't just Wing Tuesdays because Wing Tuesdays are half-price Wing Tuesdays, which means your boring Tuesday that became Wing Tuesday now costs you half as much. In case you're confused, we have half-price Wing Tuesdays. We do it for you. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Prices and participation vary. See participating locations for details. Void were prohibited. Hey, this is Chris Liss of RotoWire.com. This is the East Coast Offense Podcast. Brought to you by Harry's.com. Make razors, shaving cream, other shaving products. We'll talk more about that in a bit. I'm joined by Yahoo Sports, Dalton Del Don. And the purpose of this podcast, the purpose of the podcast is basically just for us to talk about stuff. But it's basically just been us picking our uh, super contest picks for the, you know, that $900,000 first prize contest that we're in. Uh, and we'll get to those, of course. Um, but we're also going to just talk about other stuff in part because we have been doing so poorly we're are we above 500 in the contest right now yeah i believe we're above 500 we went two two and one last week i think we're just barely above 500 it's not good enough i mean the two we like the most the Bengals, they were down 24 to 7 in the fourth quarter we were lucky to push that and we both like the giants to annihilate my 49ers and man they almost lost outright so it wasn't the greatest week. We won with the Eagles, and Washington may have only won by one point. But that, I mean, that it clearly was the right side since that took an overtime pick six. And I don't know what to make of this Kansas City team. I mean, they coming off three tough losses to, a, a, I believe that their losses were to, uh, to teams that combined 15-0 and 0 at home, up 17-3, to 3, and the ball inside the 10, and Charles goes down, and they don't score another point the rest of the game. So that one was probably the most frustrating of them all. Yeah, it looked good for three quarters. It looked like this is, you know, that, this is easy money, and they just went into a shell. And Andy Reid is so stupid. I mean, just I didn't care. I was glad they lost at the end. But at one point, uh, the Bears get the ball with 53 seconds left, 57 seconds left at the Chiefs' 13-yard line. And the Chiefs, I think, have two or maybe all three timeouts left. And Andy Reid does not take a timeout on defense. And the Bears get the touchdown, and and the Chiefs get the ball with 11 seconds left, get a penalty, and complete a 21-yard pass, and miraculously even get a 66-yard field goal attempt, which, of course, he missed. But, dude, you could have had, like, 45 seconds left. You know what I mean? And, and there's no downside either. What, I mean, what is the downside? You're not giving the Bears more time. That's what he was worried about. It was probably was, like, letting them run a ball or just have more time to collect themselves. But, 
It's just so stupid. I mean, dude, they're at the 13-yard line. Just make sure in case they score a touchdown that you've got something left because they failed on the two-point conversion, and a field goal would have won the game for the Chiefs. Right. If they had had 30 more seconds or 15 more seconds even, maybe they get you know 10 yards closer and they make it. Yeah, we need to pick it up. Um, this is this has been pretty bad. I think I overall stat picks had a winning record last week, but again, just disappointing super contests. We we need to string off a couple five and zero weeks. Yeah, well, if we just go four and one every week the rest of the way, I think we'll do it. <laughs> is that all? All right, eighty okay. percent. The uh, it's no big deal. It's just ten weeks, eleven weeks, no, twelve weeks. We have got plenty of time. Um, I went five, eight, and one, but I mean it's bullshit. I mean, come on, the Steelers game. I had the Chargers. That is just so the right side. I mean, I, I just can't even – that Michael Vick just chucks the ball up. He has no idea what he's doing. They got a pick six. The Bengals one you're talking about that we liked, yeah, they were down 24-7. We were lucky to cover, but one was a fumble return touchdown. I mean, that <laughs> kind of stuff. I mean, honestly, and I'm, I don't care. Look, I, you're going to get lucky breaks too. I would have ta- – I thought Luck was playing again this week, so I took the Colts at pick them, and then he wasn't playing, and I would have taken the Texans, but because of our rules, it's locked in. And so the Colts covered, which I never would have taken, and won. So I get credit for that. So that was dumb luck in my favor. But, you know, you can go and try to parse it. Over the long term, you know, the luck, it doesn't even out over five, six, eight, even ten weeks, even a season. But over the long haul, over ten years, it evens out. So I'm not – but, you know, who cares? I mean, I just don't even care. I was looking at the game, like the Steelers game. I was like, oh, great. You know, like, what are you going to do about that? How how does – I know it probably didn't matter at all, but, I mean – I was watching that happen live, that 18-second runoff after the kickoff to the touchback. I mean, how does an NFL, you know, billions of dollars at stake, certainly that game alone in primetime, millions of dollars are being bet, and it goes from 256 left to 238 left with the ball, you know, a dead ball on the touchback. I mean, I was just freaking out, and not one person on either sideline noticed. I mean, I don't really – I mean, Mike Tomlin, I used to consider a good coach. I know there's a lot of bullets flying when you're down there on the field, but – they're just out to lunch. How, how could they not see that? And me sitting on my couch, and I was rooting for the Chargers. I'm with you. I had a, that was a terrible uh, beat there, but I don't know. It's it's chaos, and I don't know what to make it. Uh, and sadly, this week I I don't really like this week against the spread either. It seemed pretty difficult for me. I hope I hope you feel strongly about a couple. I do have a few. Um, forgive me if I'm distracted for the next few minutes. I've got some DFS going, and if Yasiel Puig who's coming up right now hits a home run, I could win a considerable amount of money. So. You know, yesterday I had the the Royals and the Mets and the Chargers in a money line parlay. It would have paid like three to one. Oh. And obviously the, the the Royals had a crazy comeback and the Mets had a comfortable lead at the time. So I would I don't even, I don't even know if it was over, but it was effectively over. And that you know Le'Veon Bell touchdown on the last play of the game uh, went from winner to loser. So yeah, that that wasn't fun. Wow, uh, that was just I, I mean. You know, it's like they're still the Chargers. You think, like, okay, Norv Turner's gone. It's a normal team that just loses once in a while. It's going to win once in a while. But that was just – it gave that away. I mean, the Steelers – in the second half, there was one point the Steelers had one first down, and it was on the touchdown to uh, Marcus Wheaton, that bomb, that one play, like total blown coverage. And then the Chargers had, like, 12 first downs. It was just so lopsided and crazy to lose that game. All right, we can talk about some of these things. I, I actually have a few that I like. And what I did was different this week. I looked at the schedule without looking at the spreads, and I just picked the scores. And some of the scores are not what I think the spread should be. Um, I just think it's 
what came to me when I decided what the score would be of the game. And then I looked at the spreads and just, you know, whatever my score said, that's what I picked. And some of them were ridiculous. Like, I knew I was going to pick that team because I made an upset. I knew they were going to be, you know, if I picked a team I thought was going to have an upset, then, of course, I knew I was taking them. But some of them I honestly didn't know. I had to look at the spread to see which way I was going on it. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm going to become more agnostic. I I feel like I've been too, quote-unquote, genius and taking too many favorites and, and there's just so much can happen in a game. I, I, I'm, I'm leaning more, more dogs this week is who I feel like I'm going to go with. All right. We'll see. Um, I, you know, don't get, don't be a coward. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's easy to run to the comfort of the, what generally happens, the sort of fade, the pub, not fade the public, but fade the, the story all the time. And I think like you're better off. That's better than losing, but you're better off to have a huge year looking at your, you know, taking your observations seriously and making a call, you know, I think in real life, if you're really betting money, if say you were doing this professionally, we just obviously wouldn't necessarily bet five games a week. We might bet five, one week and we might bet zero another week. Right. I mean, you would just pick out the games that you liked based on your observations, but it's tough. We don't really have the exact luxury of doing that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I really like um, teasers personally. And this, this is a horrible week for that. So this would be a week I would flat out sit out if I were actually, Gambling. Right. If this were your profession, which it probably will be soon. Um, although you, you're not even allowed to play DFS anymore, which is unfortunate. Correct. Yeah, that's, that's too bad. Um, all right. Uh, let's, uh, let's go over these games a little bit. All right. So, you know what's messed up? Uh, oh, here we go. Okay. So it's Falcons are what? Minus one at New Orleans? Um, no. Oh, the line I have is uh, three. Sorry, I'm looking at what I <laughs> I'm looking at my score and what I pick. So I had the Falcons winning 24 to 23. So I took the Saints because it's a three point line. This is the one that I actually didn't even circle yet. It's, it was a, I guess that means it was the toughest for me to pick, and I was leaning toward just going ugly and taking the the home dog. The Saints have been so bad, oh, and I hate this. Oh, hate to oversimplify it, but I mean Julio Jones's availability is like really important. I mean he's just he really is one of those difference makers that a wide receiver and it's a short week and he's seemingly always banged up. But um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to agree with you on this one, even though the saints have been truly a doormat. Um, I, I'm kind of leaning toward the home dog here. Yeah. And I mean, we're definitely not going to use this in the super contest no, no. game and oh. you know, we, you know, it's just, it's going to make us lock in everything else, but clearly whether Julio Jones is playing is a huge impact on this, but I'm taking New Orleans. I, I did 24, 23. By the way, people, I've heard some debate like where, you know, Devontae Freeman has to be in your top 10 right now. Maybe, call me crazy as someone overrating a small sample or whatever, but I wrote in my column the only player I would consider if I were in a redraft right now would be Le'Veon Bell. I mean, he's he's clearly would be my second pick, if not first. I mean, I'm, to see some comparisons to Eddie Lacy, and I just, I shake my head. I don't I don't get it. What What more can we see? Tied to this offense, looks monstrous, and catching like crazy catching the ball. Uh, I mean, do you, do you think that I'm, uh, you know, overreacting to saying that Devontae Freeman is easily the number two on my board? All right. So I redid my cheat sheet. Uh, I, I'm doing the cheat sheets now because it's just easier if I do them than scold somebody who keeps forgetting to do them. So um, I uh, have him ranked fourth overall. I have a Bell Peterson, and I don't even like Peterson. I mean, I may move him down, but, you know, just, just for sort of reliability's sake, we know that this is real with him. But I have Bell Peterson Gronk Freeman as my top four. Um, and then Gurley's my number five, and Julian Edelman is my number six player. Because who can you trust? I mean, Demarius is playing with a terrible quarterback right now. On pace for 186 targets and three touchdowns. 
Right, right, exactly. So, I mean, it's just they're not clicking. Julio Jones, I mean, this dude is always hurt. I mean, he's great, but he's hurt again. He's been looks hobbled the last two games, hasn't done much. He's hurt during that huge game he had against Green Bay last year, had to sit out. He might have broke the record, but he had to sit out half the fourth quarter. Then he was missed a game after that. He missed season, you know, more than half a season with a foot injury. I mean, he's always hurt, you know, and I yeah, just – I, I I I could see Rob Gronkowski as is I would take a Peterson versus Freeman prop bet though, but I I wouldn't argue Gronkowski. I have Freeman in five places and I have uh, Peterson in none, so I'm not going right. to bet you on that because that does I do not want to win that bet. Um, so, but yeah, a lot of shaky options there. <laughs> Very quick, if you have Edelman six, I think that says enough. I mean, Edelman is money. I I, I thought the guy was a joke. He was playing defensive back three years ago. You know, they, they weren't even using him as a receiver when they had Welker and I don't know if Moss is even still around. Maybe it was the Aaron Hernandez, you know. Yeah, you know, he has deceptive speed, though. He does have deceptive speed. Um, but he doesn't have the killer instinct that Aaron Hernandez had. No, he, he, he does not that. Yeah. Uh, it's really hard to replace that. You know, it's hard to find that. That's so rare in a player to have the killer instinct. Uh, but who knows? I'm sure Belichick ordered the hit. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure that's the that's like uh, that's the latest shoe that's going to drop. You know, a couple of years from now, the latest scandal for the Patriots. Anyway, my point is that uh, I'm with you. I have Freeman number four overall. Okay, all right. So I, I own zero shares of him, which I mean, is most frustrating. I mean, terribly frustrating. And you hated. It was your least favorite pick in Stopa, right? Seven bucks or something. Eight bucks. Peter Shanky yeah. opened at seven, and I went eight, just for like eight. You know, like let's move this along. You know, let someone else. And nobody it was crickets, and I was like, oops. The end of the at the end of the end game, you know, when those two and three dollar players are going and one dollar players, and you want to have a hammer, I'm going to miss those eight bucks. In that league, if I offered you hypothetically um, DeAndre Hopkins and Doug Martin for him, what would you say? I'd think about it. I probably wouldn't do it, but I I would certainly consider it. I mean, Hopkins is going to lead the NFL in targets. No, I'm well aware. No, I, I I know I'm not going to give you a joke of a trade offer. That's no, I no, mean that's I, a respectable offer. And Doug Martin has been good the last two games and. Maybe the Bucks aren't that bad. You know, maybe their offense is, you know, average, and he's the lead dog and he's catching passes. So that's a very fair offer for him. I would, I would certainly consider that. Is that an offer? Uh, maybe. I'm going to consider off. I'm going to consider. You can't do that. The offer that you're going to consider. That's so weak. <laughs> that's so weak. I should have said no. I wouldn't even consider it, and then you would have offered it, and then I would have taken it. <laughs> that's that's the danger. All right. So anyway, so we're, I'm taking the Saints, but again, it's not a big thing. Uh, we have the um, – let me pull up the actual lines because I started looking at our cheat sheets instead. We've got now the uh, Broncos are uh, minus four and a half at Cleveland. And I predicted that game – well, who do you like first? Yeah, let me go say. first um, to keep the suspense for your, your side. Um, I'm going to take, once again, the home dog here. Uh, Denver's defense is fantastic. It's great. They're going to get Peyton Manning into the postseason one final time. But his 6.5 YPA is a career low, tied with his rookie season – more INTs than in touchdown passes, uh, an interception in, in all five games this season. He looks, he looks toast. I mean, he just looks done to me. And I and this Cleveland offense is is quietly spunky. Obviously, the probably not going to put up the historic numbers that McCown has averaged whatever 384 yards passing over the past three games against Denver. But eh, I think they're good enough to hang around here. Yeah, I have Cleveland 17-16. Oh, like I like it. Yeah, so I, I'm taking the Browns. I would consider that one. It's not huge. You know, Denver, I got annoyed because I had Oakland this week. Same thing, home dog, getting about four and a half. And pick six, again, defensive touchdowns, unless it's like they're just pounding your quarterback to, into the ground and they pick up a fumble finally, I think that's legit. But I think that pick six where the guy jumps the route and that's how they get the points, like 
that's just garbage. You know, it's not as garbage as a fumble, a random fumble return, but it's still, it's not priced under that line at all. And that one was like mid to late fourth quarter too. It was yeah, frustrating. It sucked. All right. Uh, all right. How about Cincinnati minus three and a half at Buffalo? I am okay. I'm not going to go with my ugliness on this one. I'm going to take the favorite. I know. I mean, the, the Bengals are, are going to lose eventually, but I think that the EJ Manuel is a significant downgrade, and I'm planning on him being the starter. And uh, Buffalo's defense has been good, but hasn't been quite elite as some expected. And the Bengals are simply one of the three, four, five best teams in football. Um, so I will lay the points here. Yeah, I, I actually had a 24 23 Cincinnati, which is a Buffalo cover. But that was before I knew that Terod Taylor was going to be out. And I got to think, I don't know. I'm on the fence now. I really want to take Buffalo. You know, teams get up. You play for the 5-0 and team in your own building. You get up for that game. You know, I feel like they're going to show up for that. Um, but Cincinnati is better. That hook is bad. Three, I think I take Cincy. Three and a half, I'm on the fence. Maybe Cincy. It's just, no, it's, you know, EJ Manuel just has to play an okay game. And it's a question, nobody knows whether that's possible. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't love it on the Bengals side. I mean, their their running backs are, are remain thin in Buffalo. Who knows, Sammy Watkins? And I know it's very oversimplified to just point to the skill position players, but um, maybe maybe this game is close. But I would just that's not enough points for me to sway from from again. The Bengals just look really good on both sides of the ball. All right, how about Minnesota is hosting KC? They're favored by three and a half. Who do you like there? And so Minnesota's coming off a bye. Uh, Kansas City just looks totally done. Um, they've lost four in a row and couldn't move the ball at all with Jamal Charles, their best player, out last week. Um, all signs, I mean, I like Minnesota as a streaming defense, kind of, all these sacks Kansas City's taken. So I just, but having said that, I'm going to be contrarian. I mean, I just can't see anyone taking the, the Chiefs, and they get that hook to three and a half. I still believe that they're a decent team. Again, before last week's total collapse, their three previous losses were against teams that are combined 15-0. and So I'm going to go ugly here and take the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs. I got the final score, Chiefs 20-19. to Chiefs win 20-19. to um, And uh, it's disgusting. We're going to be on board with Andy Reid. He's going to mess it up. It's going to be horrible. You should not watch this game, but I'm taking the Chiefs too. Yeah, the one area the Casey's really struggle is they're they're back into their secondary, and I'm not quite sure Bridgewater can take advantage of that. No, he sucks. And plus, the, is Charles Johnson still out? And Mike Wallace is questionable. It's, it's not a good situation. All right, um, Houston minus one at Jacksonville. What do you got for that? Well, I hope Bortles' shoulder is okay. I mean, that that's definitely an issue. Uh, Jacksonville for a one and four team are quite interesting fantasy wise. Bortles has been what a top twelve fantasy QB. Both Allens at wide receiver have been good. Julius Thomas could probably be a top ten uh, tight end now, and um, even Yeldon for all his inefficiency, just the volumes there. So it's it's rare when you see a, a losing team produce so much fantasy value. Uh, maybe it's because they all concentrated among those three four guys. But Brian Hoy- Hoyer worries me because he's clearly better than Ryan Mallett. Uh, but I'm still taking the home team here in Jacksonville. I mean, Houston's terrible, right? I don't know. I mean, they've played terribly. I mean, losing at home to Matt Hasselbeck, I mean, that's, just, that's gross. I mean, it's not great. He, was, he, had, he had, like, some horrible intestinal infection. He's an old man who was on his deathbed, and he beat them in their own I building. Mean, he's your age. I mean, he's got one foot in the grave. Yeah. Oh, he's not quite my age, but he's getting up there. He's close. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was just terrible. But when I predicted the score, I said Texans 31-30, and then I looked up the line, and that's a push. I can't <laughs> predict funny. a push. That's funny. You know? 
So I, I can't bet on a tie. That's I, even though it's going to be a push because I said so. It's it's just a smaller likelihood. So I guess my inclination is to take Houston. But I, as I said, I bet a push. So I mean, I don't really. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go to bat for this one. Right. Um, no, I don't feel strongly either. I mean, Aaron Foster obviously helps them, uh, and like I said, Hoyer is an upgrade. So don't feel strongly about that one yeah, either. And way. I think their D may get it together at some point. You know, I mean, they've been terrible so far. Carolina's D was bad for about six games last year. They look like a doormat came together and had a really good D down the stretch. I think sometimes it's just who knows why, right? Yeah, was that last year when the Rams had, like, three sacks through five weeks and then had, like, 40 afterward or something? Was that yeah, last yeah. year or two yeah. years ago? Was it, it was last year, I think. Yeah. Uh, and who knows why, why things like that happen. Uh, let's do one more. We'll take a little commercial break. Um, it, it did get a little out of hand last time. It, you know, it devolved into some other s- scenarios that we got into. Um, but who knows where it'll go this week. Anyway, uh, Detroit- Did that lead to an arrest or no? No, it didn't lead to an arrest. It was it was me disposing of your body and Erickson um, you know, via Jeff Erickson, who handles that uh, area of the rotowire. That's part of his job. Uh, I was just making sure no one looked in, you know, looked closer to Jeff Erickson's uh, oh, no, no, behind no. the scenes. No, no, no. Jeff Erickson's like um, Gus. What was Gus's last name in Breaking Bad? Oh, I forgot. You know, I just watched uh, Better Call Saul in, in two days. I, I put it off on my DVR. You watch that? It's excellent. Really, really good. I, I was really. I was just talking to Heather about this. Like, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, it's like the golden age of TV." And like, I'm like, it's really not. Like, Breaking Bad was great. Like, The Wire and The Sopranos and like a bunch of shows. But there's so much garbage. Like, there's so much stuff that you like try to get into. We get into the leftovers, and it's just so fakey. It's so weird. And it's like the idea is kind of cool, but like all the people in it are so weird. And I'm like, I don't know if I can stay with this. You know. And I'm like, it's not really the goal. There's so much garbage that everyone's acting like it's so great. But Better Call Saul is like one of the rare new shows that lived up. That's like legit. Yeah, Gus Fring was his Gus name, F R I N G. But yeah, um, I, I watched just the like Gus Fring. He has he has his he's got the the front totally down. You would never know. Right, definitely. I watched the leftovers, and and I'm I'm kind of on board with you. I, I like it though, but um, I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of all those weirdos. Like everybody's so weird. Everything's well, so yeah. like. We're all like they're so not like real people. They're all something's off about every single person, and I just can't really relate to them. You know, I'm uh, like they're just they're all weird. Yeah, I hear you. I really liked the season one of Fargo, and it's like True Detective. They have a totally new cast, and the season premiere was last night. And I'm I'm definitely into Fargo, but man, Better Call Saul. I, I put that off. You know, that's a high bar to clear too. Put in a prequel for Breaking Bad. Like, I mean, and I didn't have low expectations either because I had heard good things of the reviews, but. Man, that, that show was fantastic. I highly recommend it to anyone. That that was really that, that episode where it's centered around Mike, I just loved it. Yeah, somebody said that it was better this is better than Breaking Bad at that point in the series. And I oh, think that's kind of true. Totally agree. I me and my wife gave up on Breaking Bad when it we watched it when it first came out and watched it the first four episodes and then missed one and didn't really make a point of, of getting back into it until, you know, it became a pop culture right? you had to, you know, you, you were missing out and so we binge watched like four seasons. But you absolutely agree, season one breaking bad. Better than uh, sorry, season one of Better Call Saul. Better than season one Breaking Bad. Yeah, and I like season one of Breaking Bad, but I just thought this was tighter. You know, it was better. Um, all right, we'll do one more game. We'll have a little commercial. Uh, the uh, Bears are going to Detroit. They're getting three. This is sort of like two. It's a bum fight. You know, it's like just two just totally uh, destroyed teams trying to salvage what's left of their dignity, basically by beating up on the other one. Um, what do you, what's your take here? Uh, I went back and forth on this one. I feel like the contrarian side is, is taking the lions who've yet to win after winning 11 games last year, Matthew Stafford, 
you know, was benched. So I can't really see many people giving points with this side. But the Bears, maybe they're not that bad. I mean, certainly with Jay Cutler, it's such a difference in Clawson. And I, 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 you know what? Out of principle, I refuse to back a team coached by Jim Caldwell. The dude called for a field goal down 35-7 to with 10 minutes left last week. 35 to 7. I mean, didn't even bring him to within a, a one score closer. They're still down 25 points. Yeah, I mean, he was, he, you know, he wasn't trying to win the game. He was just trying to, I don't know, do what you're supposed to do. I don't know what he was it, doing. It know? is but, just so soft and cowardly, and the guy doesn't blink. And, and I just can't back the Stafford Caldwell combo. I, I'm take as a favorite, especially. I mean, I, I understand that they'll they'll probably end up winning at home and. and and finally get it together, and Chicago's coming off an emotional comeback and all that. So this is the sucker side, I'm sure, but I'm taking the Bears on principle. Yeah, I'm taking the Lions. I, I wrote 24-17 Lions, and so unless it were seven or more, I was taking Detroit, and it's only three. And, of course, it should be only three. I mean, it should be less maybe, but uh, but I think the Lions get their first win here. I just think this is this is a, a foe they can handle. You know what I mean? It's not somebody who's who, – you know, it wasn't like Seattle. You know, I mean, they, they should have beat Seattle. You know, and in Seattle. Yeah, I, I know. I was, I know, I kind of heart back to that as well. But that was a fluky, what a fumble recovery for a touchdown there at the end. Yeah, they did. They got a defensive touchdown on that. Yeah, I can't, I can't have it both ways. Complain when it happens against me, and then act like right. <laughs> it was, yeah, of course. But they did beat up on Russell Wilson, and, and they played pretty well in Seattle in primetime too. Yeah. That's that's very difficult. I, I mean, I think they're bad, but I think they should handle Chicago at home. All right, let's take a, a quick commercial break. This uh, podcast is brought to you by Harry's dot com. Um, Harry's.com makes razor blades and shaving cream and other shaving products. Um, you can say goodbye to choosing between expensive brands or cheap disposables and say hello to Harry's. It's high quality blades at a price you'll love. You can go to Harry's.com right now, enter the code LIST at checkout to get five bucks off your first purchase. Get a month's worth of shaving for just 10 bucks with the code LIST at checkout. That's Harry's.com code LIST. I will say I've used it a couple times now. It's pretty good. It works just as well as the far more expensive blades. And it's legit. It's fine. It's a perfectly good thing. It's a good deal. So, um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bullshit you. You know, I mean, I, just, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't lie and say it works if it didn't. I haven't used it, like, a ton of times. I've used it a couple times. And the couple times I used it, it hasn't gotten dull or scraped up my neck or whatever. So I have a beard, so I'm, like, barely shaving. But, uh, but it seems to work well. And, uh, and I'm not, you know, paying for those blades, man. It's a joke. Yeah, it is a joke. And I'll believe you. I'll take you for your word unless you start, you know, hawking fast food. Then I know you become a true sellout. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't hawk that. Seriously, that stuff is like I, – I wrote about that this Sunday about how, uh, you, you know, the, the DFS commercials are, are super annoying and there's too many of them. But um, it's, you know, it's no worse than the Viagra commercials. And it's certainly it, – it's not as bad as the Burger King commercial, which is not only selling a disgusting product – it's just bad for everybody, bad for the environment, basically bloating our, our health care costs because people are destroying themselves with that stuff, but making Viagra necessary because it's messing up your chi. <laughs> you eat too much of that processed, fake, you know, you know, nutrient-poor, toxin-rich crap, and your vital chi gets depleted, and now you need a pill just to go have sex with your wife. You know, That's what's happening. Burger King is in tandem with Viagra. If you're eating too much Burger King... Stop. You won't need your Viagra anymore. All right. I, I hear you. I, does that apply to you? I, I don't know. I'm just saying generally. I wasn't trying to. I, I'm not talking to you specifically. No, I don't really like fast food. I mean, it's just convenience, but I, I've actually kicked that. I've actually tried to get healthy recently for the first time in a while, doing a little exercise, eating a little bit better. 
Um, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. It was getting out of control last time I saw you. <laughs> it really was. I, you know, I looked myself in the mirror and, uh, yeah, uh, no, I, fast food's garbage. It's terrible. Absolutely awful. It's just, it, it doesn't taste good either. It's not even just like a guilty pleasure to where like, you know, I, I know I shouldn't be doing this to my body. I just think it's, I mean, I'm not saying I have the most sophisticated palate, but it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that, I'm glad that you were only taking it orally, but even that is not good for you. No, it's not, well, speaking of which, have you heard about this the Burger King, the, the black burger they have? What is that? So they have like this burger for Halloween and the, the buns are, are, are obviously food dyed uh, black. Right. And uh, the repercussions are um, the uh, your stools are turning green and everyone's like calling like doctors and hospitals and stuff about it. But it's just a pure product of eating these uh, black colored buns on Burger King burgers and it's turning people's uh, fecal matter uh, green. All right. Thank you for the warning. Not that I needed it, but if I just, yeah, I don't want that. Uh, You're welcome, by the way. I appreciate that. And this is also a public service podcast. You know, it's not just about winning money and betting and stuff like that. It's also we're, we're looking out for you. Okay. Let's get back to some of these games. Um, the next one on the list is Washington plus six at the Jets. What do you have there? The Jets are, are actually surprisingly really good. I mean, the, the, the argument, if there's any defense you could compare to the, the Broncos, it's the Jets. I mean, they're, they're really legit. They're coming off a bye you know, after playing in London at home with a healthy Decker and Brandon Marshall. And, I mean, Fitz, uh, I mean Fitzpatrick and even Chris Ivory's a top defense running back. So I like them. But this, this Washington team is frisky and they hang around. They went into Atlanta and basically outplayed the Falcons. So... I'm going to take the points here. I don't feel great about it, though. I have Jets 19, Redskins 17. I think the Redskins play D. I think they play D this year. I don't know how. I don't know what happened to them. They were like the worst defense in the league for like five years. But whatever it is, they're playing. They show up. And I think the Jets will win. They're at home. But I don't think it'll be easy. So No, I wouldn't feel – you know, look at it one way. Would you feel great using them as like a survivor option? I mean, not, not really, right? I mean, no. I could see an upset here. So I'll just take the points. By the way, I just got this weird feeling like uh, I've just been getting killed this year, and this one's going to be like so obvious. Take the Jets, you know what I mean? Even though I like circled a lot, I'm not going to switch. I don't care. I, I'm just determined to stick to my guns because I've switched a couple, mostly after talking to you, and they've been mistakes every time. <laughs> okay. Stick to my gun. Sure. So, yeah, like last week you got me to switch from Denver to the Raiders, uh, and then the week before I switched that was from, totally that was that was the right. I switched side. from the Vikings to back to Denver. I you know terrible. Uh, you're right. The Raiders might have been the right side, but I just care about results. Uh, all right. Pittsburgh all right. Uh, is getting three at home. So it's Arizona minus three at Pittsburgh. Who do you have there? Oh, all right. I'm assuming Michael Vick is going to remain quarterback, and I'm just going to go with a team that is looks clearly better on paper. It doesn't matter if they're at home on the road this year. Carson Palmer. I mean, just that one random game against the Rams. Other than that, they've been what? Whatever the record is with Palmer the last 20 games. I'm I'm totally a believer in them, so I'm I'm gonna take the road favorite here. You got to stop at the last twenty games though. A lot of those were from. I know we've been over this. I know. Okay, fine. How about this year? How they've been? What one of the what three three best teams in the NFL? Four. One of the five best teams, maybe. Green Bay, New England. I don't know. Denver doesn't really impress me. Oh, Green, I would definitely take Arizona yeah. versus Denver in neutral. Green field. Bay, New England are the, are the top two. Bengals, maybe. The Bengals have been. I, I take the Bengals ahead, but they're they're kind of similar to Arizona actually. They're kind of about equal, I would say, to Arizona. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Maybe it's a top four team. I'm taking them, too. I, I had trouble with this because I don't like to take these road, obvious road favorites, but I, I went 30-20 to 20, um, Cardinals. I don't think the Steelers' D can stop them. 
So, and I mean, they, they, their their point differential is uh, plus one hundred. Uh, the next closest are the Patriots. Well, Patriots have played one fewer game, yeah. to be honest. But I mean, to be fair, but seventy three. But they've played a lot of garbage teams. True. No, that is true. They're Super scared. easy yes. schedule. I mean, they're like best team they played is the Rams, I think, and they lost. Uh, okay, so, uh, so who did you take? I missed it. You, I took it Arizona. I'm laying the wood. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, so Miami is minus two and a half at Tennessee. So Miami, piece of shit Miami, fired their coach. No, Tennessee's favored. Oh, sorry. Miami plus two and a half. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. I was like, what? I was trying to like set a crazy narrative. Like, piece of shit Miami is laying points on the road. But they're not. They're getting two and a half. Um, and I have, a, I have a lean here. In fact, I circled it as one of the picks that I'm going to make. Interesting. Um, well, they're coming off a bye with a whole new head coach. I have no idea what to make of that whatsoever. I just know that they've played very poorly this season, regardless of what our opinion of them was entering the year. Uh, Tennessee, meanwhile, has a, a future star at quarterback, it seems like. They've actually played decent defense. They kind of blew that game last week, but they, they nearly beat a solid Buffalo team at home, less than a field goal. Uh, give me the Titans. I'm taking Miami. 24-20 Miami is the score I made. They're just better than the Titans. I don't know that Mariota's going to be that good, is he? I mean, they scored 14 points last week. I mean, they didn't they lose to somebody bad? I can't remember. The week before? Um, Did they lose? They had a bye week. They had a bye week the week before. I can't remember what they did the week before that. I just don't think they're a good team. Ken Wisenhunt is like, besides Chuck Pagano. Oh, yeah. I, I fully agree with you there. But, I mean, Mariota has... 8.0 YPA and eight touchdowns through his first four games. I mean, that's... I guess he's played well. I, I didn't really... I just, they never score any points, so I was always, you know... Yeah, they could they use blew, a running game. They blew game. out Tampa Bay that week one game, but since then... Yeah, they, they lost it. You know, they gave up, what, 21 points in the fourth quarter at home to the Colts, and then that loss in Cleveland looks a little bit less bad now that Cleveland's looking like a feisty team. So, we'll see. Um, I mean, Miami, I just don't know what to make of them. Maybe the... maybe. The co- getting Philbin out of there is just addition by subtraction, no matter how, how good Campbell is or whatever. But he just seems like one of those kind of hard nosed. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna play on the teetering of uh, you know no no penalties, but you know just like one of those tough guy X players that sometimes rings hollow to me. Doesn't seem very very X's and O's oriented. So, but again, I agree with you with Wizenhunt. <laughs> isn't exactly a genius as well. So um, I'm just going with the home team here and, and the better quarterback. But um, it's not one of those that, that I certainly marked as far as one that I liked the most. So it's interesting that you were, were kind of fighting for Miami, it sounded like. I don't know. It just struck me as the right side. Although, I've been, as I said, I've had a bad year. But I'm not going to get pushed off it. I'm just going to stick with it. It just seemed like, okay, here they go. Bye week, new coach, reset, better personnel. They're going to win. You hear that Tannehill scandal where he was getting picked by the uh, practice squad guys and he started, like, trying to mock them like – you know, he was getting frustrated because they were picking him, and he was like saying like how much money he made and how much money they made, basically, or something like that. Yeah, I absolutely saw that, and it was was funny. Is what came out after that is an ex Patriot player came out and said that Tom Brady was essentially the opposite. He would um he would pay those practice players if they picked him off in practice. Like he would incentivize. Right. That's like, like a real man, you know. That's what you know. It's like you pay, right? You want them to be. You like, want them to try harder to make to you better. You yeah, know. You want to have a harder practice. You want to practice at a harder level so that the real game you're ready for. Exactly. So I mean that just I mean that just right there shows you. Um, it's that. one stupid thing, but you know what I'm saying. I mean that's just like I don't know. I don't know if Tannehill gets it. Yeah. Well, I mean that's embarrassing. That's just terrible. All right. So, but I'm still backing him, and I'll probably regret it. All right. So now we got uh, Seattle is uh, seven point favorite hosting Carolina. What's your take here? 
I'm taking Carolina. Um, normally, I just reflexively take Seattle at home, and they certainly looked a little bit better last week. All, um, pressuring their defense is good. I mean, I think it's it's getting overlooked a little bit. Their their defense, especially since Cam Chancellor's come back, Andy Dalton, I think, had been sacked zero times at home before last week when he was repeatedly hit. Um, and uh, I don't know how Carolina's going to move the ball with that receiving core, but it just seems like this Carolina team uglies it up, plays good enough defense, and it's a 41 over and un- over under here. So I feel like seven points is a lot. It opened at five and a half. So the money's going on Seattle. Uh, the Seahawks, yeah, obviously, uh, Russell Wilson's on pace to record, you know, take the second most sacks in, in a season in NFL history. So I think Carolina will just make this ugly enough to keep it close enough. Yeah, it's funny. I, the score opportunity was 23-16 Seahawks, which is a push. And it's just two points off the over-under total, too. I basically just predicted the exact, you know, it should, I guess. That just means the line's tight and it's tough. 24-17. I, I would take Carolina off the push, though, for the reasons you said. Like, I just, I basically have a tie against the spread. And I'll, I'll steer toward the underdog in that case. Because I think Cam Newton's good. That was what kind of broke the tie for me is Seattle's tough and Russell Wilson makes all these escapes. But so does Cam Newton. Cam Newton does that same stuff that Russell Wilson does. Yeah, no, no, definitely. I, I mean, again, I'll, I'll, like I said with the Jets, there's no way you're feeling safe like if you were to use Seattle as survivor, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, you know. Um, all right, next one is San Diego plus 10 at Green Bay. What do you got there? Uh, traveling on a short week after Monday night, but that's probably priced in on this line, It's which is Green Bay's offense is quietly not been so great recently whereas their defense is arguably a top five unit this season so that's that's interesting and definitely against the narrative uh one would expect entering the year san diego obviously this makeshift offensive line i mean rivers is calling you know he's telling every player what to do pre-snap um but they always strike me as a team that just i like the san diego as a big underdog i mean they, he whatever he still nearly threw for 400 yards last week sometimes it's all underneath stuff but um i think that even if it's just a backdoor cover this is a big double-digit spread for a team. I, I understand San Diego hasn't looked great, but I, I would be surprised if they're blown out of the building here. Yeah, I have Packers 30, San Diego 27. Oh, nice. Okay. I, right. I think I think it's going to be a game. I don't know why. I just, you know, the Packers, those receivers like James Jones, who's slow as hell, somehow get a 50-yard touchdown, but it's not that crisp offense we're used to. Eddie Lacy can't get going. There's no Jordy Nelson to open things up. It's, it's not the same. And their D is actually really good against the pass, but against the run – they're vulnerable, and I think Rivers isn't going to make you know all the mistakes um, that Foles made last week. So I I think yeah, I mean Gates is like a weapon. Like I know it's crazy to say a thirty five year old tight end, but like that 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 it'll improve their team. Yeah, I think the four games off might have helped him. Like he's fresh now. Like he'll get worn down in four or five games, but it's like he's coming in fresh. He doesn't need a lot of reps with Rivers. They've played together forever. Exactly. No, I, I do expect this to be relatively close. Even I mean, even if it's not, I bet you they, the the Chargers have the offense that could just back. You know, this game could right. be fourteen points late, and then they, right. they you know, so it I, could I, be thirty-one-seven and end up thirty-one, you know, twenty-three or something like that. Right. Exactly. Okay. Um, Baltimore is laying two and a half. The terrible Ravens are laying two and a half on the road at San Francisco. Who do you like here? Well, I don't know what to make of my 49ers. I, we both agreed that was our, or at least it was my best bet last week, was the Giants. And um, I had a, a teaser with the, um, the Patriots, which is already easily covered uh, in the earlier game, and the Giants on that Sunday night game. But even though I know all, you know, all evidence points to the 49ers not having a chance, you know, I was 
talking myself into, hey, they could be two and three after this win. They could they could win at home against Baltimore, and then they're three and three facing the Seahawks on Thursday night at home the next week. I have tickets to that game, and uh, who knows? I mean, the Seahawks they're they're they don't have a winning record either. So it's talking myself into that, and then they give up a drive in a minute and 20 seconds to Eli Manning and four people I'd never heard of um, other than Dwayne Harris so and Vereen. So at least it, they didn't get blown out of the building. I would say that's more frustrating, but frankly, it wasn't. I'm glad they weren't embarrassed in, uh, in prime time. And they've actually played a lot better at home. I mean, not only did they you know blow out, the, or at least the second half, the Vikings week one, but they held the Rodgers and Green Bay to 17 points the other home game this year. So I'm taking the points, and you know me, I've been against the Niners. They've been my best bet against them the last two weeks. This one I like. I don't I don't see why this terrible Ravens team is is favored, frankly. Yeah, I, I like Baltimore here. I, I, <laughs> of course. I, it's funny because I kept I kept saying I was writing off all the early season Ravens struggles to, well, you know, who knows, but Harbaugh will get that team in order. And they just don't. And they lose outright to the Browns at home? That's bad. That's really bad. They lost to the Raiders? You know, this team, they were very lucky to beat the Steelers. I mean, the Steelers got very lucky. But, they, but you know, this is not, you know, the Ravens. This is not like the Ravens of the last 10 years. This is a, a very different team. But still, they're going to beat the San Francisco team. I mean, the Giants, you understand that 49ers game. Like, the Giants were easily winning. And in the third quarter with, I don't know whether they have a 14-point lead or 13-point lead or something. And they just took the boot off their throat. They started, the Giants started running the ball and throwing short passes and playing for a first down. And they didn't get it. They weren't playing to score a touchdown. They were just trying to, like, in the beginning of the second quarter with, like, a 10 or 13-point lead or whatever it was, just trying to run clock and, like, get a couple first downs. And they punted. And then Kaepernick got in a rhythm. And, you know, they, they made some plays. And suddenly the game was tied. And, and they, went, they, they just didn't put them away when they had the chance. Yeah, I mean, there's no question the Giants were a better team. But I, I, don't, I just think that they, the Niners actually did make some adjustments. And they ran more bubble screens. They got the ball out of his hand a little bit quicker. It seems like the NFL these days is just like coaching more so than personnel for the most part. It just and, and a lot of these underneath passes are just such free yardage. Like all those to Vereen on the final drive. I mean, Brady gets the ball out of his hands in one second, it seems. And it's all underneath stuff. He doesn't even throw the ball downfield. I mean, you, you always think of the juggernauts back in the day, you know, going deep with these monsters, uh, you know, 40 yards down the field. Or, and, you know, I guess the West Coast offense was predicated on quick slants. But um, I don't know. The Niners finally kind of switched their philosophy. And I do think they, they looked better on offense. I don't know how much that will carry over. Um, we'll see. Uh, I would actually do a side bet with you here. I, I do kind of like the Niners in this spot um, against the Ravens. All right, I, I, I'll, I'll do twenty on this. Okay, what two and a half, right? Two and a half, yeah. Yeah, I won't. I won't even ask for three. That's fine. Why? Why would you? Ask well, there's one. I see one. One on here to open it. You're right. <laughs> the majority are two and a half. You're right. You could ask. I would say I wouldn't give it to you. Uh, <laughs> that would be a big difference. Now, yeah, I, I hear you. I, I just think Sam, you know the Green Bay thing doesn't look as good now. The Green Bay has been kind of you know struggling a little bit offensively, sure. and then. Man, just watching that Giants game, and, and what you're saying about like you know the short passes and the Giants' final drive, it's like that should just be their offense every play. Like, why are they bothering with the stupid offense? And you see this with so many teams, not just the Giants. They have the stupid offense that they try for half, you know, half the game for some peripheral reason. It'll be like, oh well, we kind of want to keep you know their defense on the field or keep their quarterback off the field or whatever bullshit reason they make up for doing something that doesn't work. And then they get down by 10 or 13 or it gets desperate and they open it up and all of a sudden they're moving the ball and the other team's on its heels. And you're like, why didn't you just do that to start the game? You know, the Giants should just be like first and 10, 20-yard line when they get the ball, deep pass to Odell Beckham. I mean, just do it. You know, like why are we waiting? Why is everything so 
oh, we got to do nothing for like half a, you know, it's like boxing matches where they sit there and they do nothing for like six rounds before they throw a real punch. Just come in and start swinging. I, I don't know why they waste our time. It's terrible as an entertainment product. Just what, what, is, what is so, what's the problem? The Patriots go out and they do it immediately. They get in that two-minute offense like right away. They're, they're out to kill you right away. No, that's why I, was, I noted this even when I said the Giants are my best bet last week. I always liked them better as an underdog than a, than a you know, touchdown favorite because they aren't great at, you know, like you said, putting the, the foot on the throat and, and totally going for the kill there. Um, well, let me ask you this just while we're on the Niners here. I, I, I brought up that hypothetical trade earlier involving Doug Martin. I also own Jeremy Hill and Carlos Hyde in Stopa. How would you rank those three running backs? Hyde, Hill, and uh, Martin? Yes. Uh, I think Hill's number three, regardless. I don't know about the other two. I think Hill, I mean, what are, you're just basing it based on, on, on last year. Right now he's sort of like a early down and goal line guy, but he's not even – he's like 50-50 on the early downs. Right? No, I'm, oh, I'm aware. Yeah, <laughs> have him both in Stolpe and NFFC, big prime. He's kind of like LeGarrette Blunt almost, you know. I mean, it's like he's – you know, he gets a little more work than Blunt, but Geo is Deion Lewis and – and and Hill is Garrett Blunt. They're just not quite in quite as dynamic an offense, but it's very similar, right? I mean, right, it's, so. it's, it's kind of so he'd be third uh, between Martin and Hyde. I guess I would go Martin because I, I trust. Believe it or not, I trust the Bucks offense more. I think James Winston has a chance to be good this year as he gets more experience. And Kaepernick, despite his good play against the Giants, I don't think I don't think it's going to resurrect his season. I think that that broken guy that you saw is going to come back. Well, yeah, there's also Mike Evans, Vincent Jackson, and eventually Safarian right. Jenkins too. I mean, that's some interesting pieces. Yeah. So, I, and, you know, Doug Martin, I wasn't a fan heading into the season. I thought he was kind of getting too hyped, you know, when, oh, there was the reason again that they started like, people started liking Doug Martin. He had a just, couple good runs just, in the preseason. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just BS coach speak. It, it, who knows? Do you know how much I got him for in, st- in the Stope auction? How much? $1. Yeah. Well, that's why when I spent eight on Freeman, I was kind of aghast because I was like, that costs you a lot of those end game. Obviously, you're always going to get a dollar player, but say we both wanted Martin and you were up first and I couldn't top you, you would have got him. You know, not that that was a guy I was targeting, and we did this in just. So I was going to say to be clear, we did this in the <laughs> middle of July. Yeah. Is why you know the hype hadn't even started at all. Right. So yeah, nobody knew that he was going to even start over Charles Sims at that point. Right. Uh, and Charles Sims has been good too. Yeah, he has. Doug Martin's on pace for like 1,650 yards and 13 touchdowns, and Charles Sims has more than 50 touches. That's what's really crazy about it. Yeah, well, they've been in a lot of shootouts, the Bucks. So garbage time and whatever else. Anyway, I, I, I'd i probably go Martin, Hyde, Hill. Okay. But I think it's closer between Hyde, who's a clear number one back, and Martin than Hill, who's just a situational oh, you, guy. Your team beat me, but I got to give you a little crap. That how sick was that Hyde concussion? Well, never joking about concussions, but when he trucked that uh was it Beeson? Oh, Beeson? That was that Beeson, was a hit. I mean, Beeson is like one injury after another. I mean, that was a hit though, dude. Yeah. I mean, that, you don't see running backs. I mean, that was pretty brutal. Yeah, you you you're you're taking the concussing of my t- of my player with pride. I, I get it. I get I get what you're about. All right, maybe that came across wrong. Yeah, Sorry. You're, you're a bad person. I mean, I was, you know, when when the Giants played the Bills, Rashad Jennings Caught a short pass, took a 51 yards, and straight arms from dude Gronk style into the ground. I don't know if you saw that play. But that oh, was yeah, I, I linked to that video. That was sick. That was one of the best plays of the season. Yeah, it was awesome, right? But that's yeah. not like hurting somebody, dude. That's like concussing somebody, brain damaging somebody. You should be ashamed of yourself. I am, I am on a daily basis. That's it. You're off this podcast. I'm offended. I'm, I'm deeply offended. I'm going to report you. You're uh, a very sensitive list. Yes, yes. All right, so let's talk about this New England game. Uh, 
this is the game of the week, man. This is the this is the handicapping game of the week. I just feel like this is what this whole thing is about. This is what all of handicapping in life and all life is about, is how you view this game. This game is the whole thing. New England minus eight at Indy. Now, remember, I'm assuming luck plays. I mean, it's so annoying that, like, Chuck Pagano is just so full of shit, and he's such a stupid guy, terrible coach, terrible all around, so that, you know, we're never going to really know, and it's this – Night game, so it's just going to be... Now you're picking on a cancer survivor, and I'm the, I'm the, I'm the <laughs> hey, backpack. I'm not, I didn't no. even mention that. Once you've already survived, you're fair game like everybody else, you know? I mean, if there's some monstrous dictator in the Middle East who survived cancer five years ago, you're not going to say, you know, just, just because of that, that, you know, if he's murdering his civilians, that he's a good person, right? And right. I don't, I'm not saying that Chuck Pagano's evil. We got Gaddafi just, coaching the, uh, the yeah, Colts. Yeah, right. He may have had some, you know, before he, he might have had some medical issues that, that are obviously serious. But, um, no, I'm just saying as he now is, I think he's a bad coach. I think he's, he obviously was misleading us about luck, and it's annoying as hell to have to uh, back any team that he's coaching. But I will say that this is the most interesting game because you have New England going into Indy Okay, in their building, the team that ratted them out in the playoffs for the deflate gate, sending this whole offseason scandal that was horribly embarrassing to Brady and the Patriots and a real headache for them. And you know they're going to want to score 60 points. They're going to want to win like 60 to 2. They want to kill them. And yet, at the same time, Indy probably hates the Patriots. Luck may be back. Luck, I don't care what anyone says, he's a superstar. I think he's got the weapons. The New England's D, I don't think, is that good. I think they have had some easy matchups, but when they've played teams that have some weapons, they've been able to be beat. Um, and I think, I, I, look, I don't know. I, my first inclination was New England, and I thought about it. I thought 40 to 37 Patriots, that, that luck is going to deliver in this game, that this is going to be a shootout, and the Patriots are going to win, but it's going to be a war. I went back and forth on this one, and, and maybe I'm just so still upset at myself for last week being so, so wrong, taking Dallas at home. Even from the opening kickoff, I'm like, you know, I'm, I had to lock in this game and stat picks Wednesday at noon, and I just knew even before it started that I, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look foolish here, and that game was never close. And normally I don't like to overrate stuff like the, the intangibles, anecdotal stuff, like you're saying the, they're going to be want payback for the, the flate gate and all that, but... And New England has not beaten – well, they beat, did beat a Pittsburgh team with, with Roethlisberger week one. But, but other no than that, Bell, you know, I mean, they, had no, they lost their center and they still ran like crazy over them. Gave up 32 points to the Bills, you know, and then didn't beat Jacksonville and, you know, Brandon Whedon last week. Um, ha- having said that, the Colts aren't very good. They're coming off three wins, so it's not like they're a desperate animal and they're terrible typically outside their division. And they uh, – who knows, Andrew Luck, how healthy he is. And, frankly, Matt Hasselbeck – has a higher floor. I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, I agree Luck is a star. But wh- as far as covering the spread, he's certainly more volatile when it comes to turnovers. Oh, no, no, no. Come on. Don't be ridiculous. If, if, if Hasselbeck starts this game, this line's going up to 11. Oh, no. I mean, I agree. But what I'm saying is Luck is more prone to turnovers. And in a 55-point over-under, has to be the highest of the year, um, eight points means less. So I am going to be that sucker and say New England in primetime revenge. Um Man, this offense just looks so unstoppable. So uh, g- give me the pats, and I take it you disagree. I don't disagree that much. The, the thing that scares me is Pagano is just so dumb, and that team is so stupid. Are they really going to come up with some kind of scheme that gets after New England? Are they really going to be the ones to solve this offense? I'm dubious. So I think New England's going to score a lot of points. 
I just think if Luck is truly healthy, and of course we don't know this, I'm going to have to lock this in tomorrow, and that's unfortunate. Um, I think it's, he's going to rise to the occasion. I just think he will. I don't know. I, maybe that's that's the sucker side, right? There's one narrative. One narrative is New England wants revenge, and they're going to score as many points as they want. Um, and the other narrative is Andrew Luck's a superstar, and he's gonna, maybe he isn't. Maybe he's just okay, and he's overhyped. That's what a lot of the uh, sabermetric guys think, that Luck's just okay, decent. Uh, but I don't know. I've watched enough Andrew Luck games, and I, I buy it, man. I think he's for real. I think at the end of his career, like, he's going to be one of the great quarterbacks, and I think he's going to step up, and it's going to be a real shootout. And they have weapons. I mean, Moncrief and Hilton, Andre Johnson looked better last week, but who knows? I, I, that may be just a mirage. But they have weapons. Yeah, no, I mean, Gore's looked um, is about as good as you could expect for his, his age, and both their tight ends are finally healthy, so... Yeah, this should be. Uh, I'm taking Indy. I'm, I'm in it with Indy because they not only they, they beat uh, the Titans on the road and then they uh, beat the Texans um, without luck. Not that those are good teams, but I mean they're, they're not the doormat that, that I thought they were when they when Buffalo worked them and the Jets worked them. Yeah, again though, three three straight wins all over the division, whatever it is, sixteen straight or whatever. They they, they do take care of their division. That that's that's for sure, but. I'm just glad this game's in prime time. I mean, it, should, it definitely is one of the better-looking ones uh, of this slate. I, it's so frustrating the NFL keeps doing this. Eight more, well, morning games for us on the West Coast, and then just three at 1 o'clock, the afternoon game. That's just that's so ridiculous. They should even that out more. But at least this does look like a potentially exciting shootout come Sunday night. Do you, know, you realize how bad the afternoon games were this week? It, it was so unwatchable. And that was coming off three overtime games, too, the ending late, you know, in the morning games. It was, like, a really good games there, and then – yeah, that I already even forget that put them out of my mind. What were they? They were Denver, were... Oakland. It was Arizona, Detroit, and it was something else bad. It was a, another blowout. It, was, it wasn't New England. Dallas. That was early, right? New England, Dallas. It was something just as bad. No, no, it was New England. It was okay. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, those were just unwatchable games, and I was like, thank God for the NFL that there's fantasy and gambling because <laughs> nobody would watch this piece of shit product half the time. <laughs> and, and when when there's nine games on and there's a uh, Oh, the the call on the field is being challenged. Switch channel. I, I don't care. I don't want to see. I don't want to know. Just fast forward. I don't want to know. Challenges, all the stuff. It's a, it's a disaster. Um, all right, one more game. Let's 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 wrap this up. Um, and then we got to get our, our five. And let's not half-ass this. Just because we got off to a slow start, you know. I don't. We don't. We don't need to win the whole thing. We need to win some money. If we win like thirty grand, I, I'll be. I could live with that. Okay, fair enough. No, I think the payout. I need to look into that. But the payout definitely goes for a lot of. You know, yeah, we don't have to be first. I mean, if we win like thirty grand or even like four hundred bucks, I'll be really happy. So let's just let's just be realistic. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> twenty bucks, you know, just get that twenty back. I'm going to win the twenty off of you on this. Uh, what bet do we have? It was Miami? Which one do we? No, no, no. I got Niners. Uh, uh, Baltimore plus two and Niners. Half. Okay, that's a terrible bet by me. All right, so uh, Giants plus three and a half at Philly. Who do you like there? Um, as I alluded to, I like the Giants as uh, as underdogs, and uh, Philly is a team that um, they, they got it together. They've been, for whatever reason, really slow starts to the every game and looking a lot better in the second halves, but I don't see them running on this Giants team, and uh, I see this. I don't know why this game isn't the you know the requisite three points. Uh, really, the Eagles are, are four points better. Um, I know it's – actually, the Eagles have actually typically the last few years been – a really good road team and not necessarily great home field advantage. So um, this is actually one I put a little star next to as a possible, um, uh, even though they, they failed us last week, um, I would consider them as one of the super contest picks if you're in concert with me. But uh, I like the, I like your G-men. 
Yeah, I, I predicted 24-20 Eagles, and it's a three-and-a-half-point oh. line. Or four. Uh, is it three-and-a-half? One I printed out has more. It says four. Okay, well, in four, it's a push. Um, here's the thing. Um, the, the Giants, you know, Ru- Ruben Randall sat out that drive. Yeah, and, and if, if, if Beckham, that throws everything. Beckham sat out. And, I mean, they act like it's no big deal. After the game, they were both, like, especially Randall was like, oh, it's no big deal. I'll be fine. Oh, yeah, it's no big deal? Then how come when they had no receivers that Eli even has ever played with, you weren't there on the game-winning drive? Obviously, it's a big deal. Like, well, Beckham came like, back out. Clearly, you were injured to the point, and, and someone else made the point. Maybe it was Jeff on the XM show. He said, how often is a guy just ruled out immediately when he has an injury? It's always questionable to return. Randall was ruled out the second he got the injury. So, uh, I, you know, that, that's a big problem. Uh, that definitely is. You're right. You're right. the Giants, D got kind of exposed. I, I really thought they were better than that, but the Niners exposed them a little bit. And I think Philly will, will move the ball pretty easily. And the Giants they better have their receivers at full strength. Yeah, everyone has a bad game. I mean, I still think the Giants are pretty – I guess their pass rush isn't great missing JPP. It sounds like he might be gone for the, the season, it sounds like. But, um, again, I just think this division game should be close. I, I, I do not expect the Giants to get blown out here. Um, so, all right. Well, I think we're going to have a hard time coming up with five. It's by the sounds right. of it. Especially because we bet – I circled the Ravens, and you and I have a bet on that, so we're not doing that – uh, and you don't like the Dolphins either, so that's bad. We both like the Chiefs, and that's sad. And when the Chiefs are your only pick, we got major problems. And that one was like I thought I was just being just so contrarian. <laughs> I mean, I, I, ugh. so you don't you won't take Detroit. Uh, no, if you like Detroit, no, that was definitely one of the ones I'd I, like. I feel the like least. Detroit, like that's that's gonna happen. Detroit's gonna happen. No, you could talk me into that. That was absolutely one of the ones I, I liked the least. So, um, I, I mean, I, I mean, I we think could do I said Arizona. Yeah, we could do Arizona. We could do like Arizona, Arizona, Detroit, KC. Right. Okay. I don't like Cleveland enough to use them, though. We both agreed on that, but I don't like them enough to use them. We could do Carolina, but I don't like that at all. I, I made that a push. Yeah. San Diego. We could do San Diego. We're, we're making a road team that's not good at Lambeau, one of our five. You realize, like, <laughs> Green Bay, it was like you never mess with Green Bay at home. And they did cover last week, but it was total fraud. I mean, the Rams, it was crazy, like, how they didn't cover that. The craziest thing was when uh, Stedman Bailey got loose, and, like, I was like, oh, shit. And then yes, Clinton, yes. Uh, Clinton Dix tripped his toe up, like, at the 15-yard line, and they couldn't score. It was awesome. I was going to say, even then, they still were likely to cover. I mean, it took a, it took a pick. Oh, it was crazy. Um, oh, so it sounds like you, you know, we disagree on the, the Niner game, the Patriot game, and the Monday night game. So I think the only other option is is it, is it Washington? Yeah, but, I mean, man, I just – that's not enough points, you know. I mean, I would do it. I mean, here's the, here's the philosophical Cincinnati? question we have to deal with is, are we just going to have weak-ass, lukewarm consensus on picks, or are you just going to pick three one week and I pick two, even if you hate them? And then vice versa the next week. Yeah, I'm on board. Of, I, I just think, I think that's a better way to do it and just shove it down the other dude's throat and just be like, dude, we're going with this. And then we'll have someone to blame, too. I just think this lukewarm consensus crap is not I'm good. totally fine with that. I Actually, let's do that. Okay. That's just way better. So you, you pick, you know, I, I say everyone gets one veto, okay? Okay. Okay. Which you can be overridden if the dude stakes his whole reputation on it. <laughs> right? Like, so if you say... I veto that. I say, dude, I stake my entire life's reputation on this. Then it can over, be overridden, but it has to be like that's super- that's totally unfair for me though, because your reputation is your reputation is so bad already. You yeah. know what? It doesn't. You know, there's not. You have nothing to lose. That's a good point. But still, let's just do that anyway. Um, and 
you know, and, and, but, but otherwise it's just, that's how it is, man. And don't use vetoes, you know, unless like it's truly, you know, obviously if it comes up against one of your picks, then that would be a time to use a veto. Right. All right. So I don't think we're going to select, we can't do this now and there's not enough time, right? Right now we're going to. Are you uh, real quick? Would you veto the Niners? Not, I don't think I would veto it, but you better be prepared to take the blame. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Considering we also bet (laughs) you took the other side. Like I'm rooting. No, I don't. I mean, we got to, if you, if you take the Niners, that bet's void. I, I, you can't put me in that position. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. That's fair. That's totally. I don't want to be stuck, you know, in that position. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I mean, unless I veto it, unless I got to figure out which my really strong ones are. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, yeah, we have a few more days. So no need to rush this for okay. the sake. We'll, so, we'll, we'll let our, our listeners know how, how bad we did in next week's podcast. And this is a, a totally worthless podcast that gave people almost no guidance on what to do, but it's not about that. Why would you be listening to us anyway? Think for yourself. All right, man. I appreciate your coming on today and uh, we will uh, talk during the week. All right. Later, Liz. Dalton Del Don of Yahoo Sports. This is the East Coast Offense Podcast brought to you by Harrys.com. They make razors and shaving products. Thanks for listening.